because I, I remember last episode I said I was in Marvel fatigue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it was, man. So a part of me felt that this new Spider-Man movie yep. was going to take me over that fatigue hump. It was going to take me back to loving Marvel Universe again. Okay. I mean, I did. I don't know. I think that's a heavy thing to say to go to say that you'll fall in love back with Marvel. I think it would just be. I think I would say Spider Man, not Marvel, because it's just so many, so many movies and heroes. Yeah, but you know the whole Marvel Studios, Marvel Universe, MCU. Yeah, but oh hey, don't forget it's half um, Sony as well. Yeah, yeah, and we'll touch on that mm. later on in the podcast. But yeah, you're right, half of it is Sony. Yeah. Do you feel like Sony? Because they own the rights to Spider-Man outright. Yeah. And they've only had a deal with with Disney to lend Spider-Man over to them so Spider-Man can be in the Avengers MCU, MCU and in yeah. the Avengers storyline. So I don't know how, what the deal was and how much money they got out of it, but do you think that Sony is holding out as much as they can? Because I feel like Spider-Man is the only money maker for them right now in terms of superhero movies. Well, they have just pulled out Venom. Venom is part of the yeah, Spider-Man universe. Spider-Man universe. You know, as well as, who else they've got? They've got Morbius. Yeah, is Morbius coming is coming out as well too. Yeah, that's right. Originally, Morbius is a, a villain of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of those uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? I didn't like part three. No, I didn't like part three either. I didn't like the, the like Venom storyline. Yeah, I liked the first two. They were awesome. And then they did a reboot, and that was the Andrew Garfield yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Which to me felt overdone. They already had Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, and all of a sudden they're going to reboot it, you know, with new, new new actors. Yeah, the other thing with that one was they, they went back to the they went back to the storyline again. Like They went back to where, how we started. Where they've already done it in Tobey Maguire. I thought they were going to start it somewhere else. Because we already know he, got, he gets bitten by a spider. And then they carry on the story. They just backtrack it. And then started all over again, like a whole new franchise. Yeah, and they introduced Gwen Stacy in the new Spider-Man, which it's funny because you got all these characters mixed up in all these different universes of Spider-Man, right? So on the first Spider-Man, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, he leaves out Gwen Stacy, he leaves out Billy Brandt, I think, and Ned Leeds. The second time around, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they leave out the Osborne family. Yep. They add Gwen Stacy. I don't know if Mary Jane's in there, is she? No, I don't think we get to that point because the follow-up, I think, because he gets fired, Andrew Garfield, and they don't even proceed to go with another Spider-Man after that. Yeah. Well, his vision, of, that vision of Spider-Man anyway. Yeah, so I'm comparing that to the comic book, right? So yeah. in the comic book, you've got every single one of these characters in the comic book, all entwined around Peter Parker in high school. Flash Thompson, he's the bully. Mm. But Flash Thompson loves Spider-Man. Flash Thompson does not know Peter Parker as Spider-Man in the <laughs> comics, but he bullies him because he, yeah. he's, you know, they have this rivalry. Harry Osborn and Mary Jane Watson, a boyfriend and girlfriend in high school. Peter Parker's in love with Gwen Stacy. She's the prettiest in the high school. The Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy, the how it happens in the movie, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And because of that, Mary Jane and Peter Parker mourn, and then they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. They, yeah. And the end, they get married. Yeah, so it's it's funny to me that how... These different universes of Spider-Man, like these different versions of the Spider-Man movies, mm. the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, take bits of the storyline in the comic books and I'll have this character, but I won't have this character. I think that's what I was saying before. Like the studio is not scared of 
going with the comic book or not going with the comic book, they just take and what sounds better to the audience or what sounds for them, what sounds better to the audience and they just put that into the movie, which I don't mind. I really don't mind it. As long as it's a good watch and a good storyline to back it up, then I'm fine with it. So um, Spider-Man No Way Home, how was the build-up for you? Like, How was the hype? I was expecting it to be the same as or even more than Endgame because I really enjoyed Endgame. I know you did it, but I, I enjoyed it. And I was for me, I was thinking, shit, this might be just as big or even bigger than uh, Endgame. That was my anticipation of the movie. I, I mean, I did see the trailers in that, and I was thinking, oh, wow, shit, this could be it. It might be a really pretty big movie for it, for the MCU. How about yourself? Yeah. The only time I thought it was going to be a big movie is when I heard the Sinister Six will be in there. Oh, okay. And how are they going to deal with all these characters in one movie? It's sort of like the Avengers, how they had to deal with all these superheroes. Yeah, in against, one movie. In one movie. How are you going to characterize each of these characters? Which they have with their individual movies. Each yeah, of the yeah. characters have. They had to. They had to. Yeah. So when you put them put them together, how are you going to juggle each character in a big landscape like the MCU in the Avengers universe? Yeah. So I thought that Marvel Studios sort of got the blueprint for that. They've tested Avengers with all these different characters, all these different heroes. Part of that made me think that this would be a good movie. And they didn't reveal much, I remember, in the build-up. Nah, they, they kept most of most of the, yeah, they kept most of the important scenes pretty pretty hidden. Pretty tired, eh? Yeah, and it was really good. You know, a little, little hype came when the trailer came out. It was a big deal for a lot of people yeah. around the world. And I think from that moment, the trailer, until... Maybe a week before I went to watch it, because I went to watch it on Saturday. Yeah, there was a pretty big hype for me to go to go see it. And of course, you were raving about it too, and you watched yeah. it. And I thought, okay, this might be the Marvel Studios movie that will get me back into the universe, you know, to start my, uh, yeah. to watch the MCU again. Going back to what you were saying about the Sinister Six, I think they were teasing that in the Garfield one. But there's a scene where he's going through the different devices, and you see the the octopus, the mechanical arms, and the and the hobgoblin's um, flight, and the, and the rhino's horn, and all that. And I think they were teasing that in the second one, but it didn't quite make it. So hopefully, like you were saying earlier, with the blueprint from the Avengers, they can take it to the next step with the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man. See where it goes from there. I think that was the original idea, right? That was Amazing Spider-Man 2 at the end of it, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, and Rhino did show up at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That's Sony. Yeah. So if we thought that since 6 would be in Amazing Spider-Man 3, done by Sony, we were wrong. Yeah. Because I think after Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man shows up in, in the MCU with Tom Holland. Yeah. So we're like, okay, he's he's there now. Yeah. yeah, so he is. Yes, yes. That was the whole thing. Is he with Marvel, or is he, or is he still with Sony? But apparently, now we know he's still with Sony, and like they've made a deal, like you were saying. So good days, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So where, where does that rank amongst all the other Spider-Man movies? I reckon it's the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Out of all of them, a lot of people think I, the the Into the Spider Verse is the best one. Into the Spider Verse, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is that is a good one. It's but I didn't enjoy that too. But no, I still reckon this Spider-Man No Way Home is probably one of the best Spider-Mans out because you see a lot of development in the character. I thought it was better than the last one. I thought oh, it was better than yeah. the... Way better. The Mysterio one? Yeah. It was I, way better. I can't remember the first one. 
the first one was was with uh, Uncle Mammy. Keaton, the the vulture. That was that was really good. He was that was a good villain. That was a really good villain. It really pushed Spider Man to the edge. Uh, Mysterio, nah, it was it was a good storyline. I didn't mind it as much. You know, I just say the thought like. Well, for the villains that Spider-Man has, yeah, similar to Batman, or Batman has a lot of uh, villains as well. Yeah, but you know, when you think of Batman, his arch enemy is always the Joker. Mm, I can't mm. think of Spider-Man's arch enemy. Is who? What the Hobgoblin? Do you think? Do you think it's Hobgoblin? No, I think it's a Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So for me, I thought I thought it was yeah I thought it was way better than the second um, MCU Spider-Man. Yep, I agree. I think it's better than the best out of the three. But I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's better than the first Tobey Maguire one. I still enjoyed that, that one because that was the first Spider-Man. That was good. Eh? Yeah, I yeah. still enjoyed it. I still watch it over and over again sometimes. What's good about the first Spider-Man Tobey Maguire one is the is is the swinging scene, swinging around the city. Yeah, scenes. and that one's more just the first Spider-Man. I guess you see him swinging around. That's the first time you see that. That's probably the first time we've ever seen it on cinema. So. What was your expectation when you went in? A 10? Going in, I think it was probably an 8. Afterwards, it was for me, it was a 9.5. Because watching everything else, and you kind of follow, and following Spider-Man, and everything else that's in the MCU, it's like, oh, okay, this answers a little few questions, but then it gives you more questions, so it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I went down on Saturday. I went down to West City Movies to watch it, and... I think it was it was packed, but you couldn't tell because yeah, everyone has a social distance. So, and like you said, there was some flickering of the cameras going on. Yeah, that was that still buzzes me out. Eh? That's the first time I experienced that. Me too. <laughs> I was like to see there, and then Caprice like, oh dad, somebody's taking photos. Go, what do you mean? And then she was pointing to a guy further down. Like, oh yeah, and we started looking around, and everybody's taking photos. Like, what the hell? That's yeah, that's a new one. I didn't see that in Star Wars. Oh no. We did. We saw a little bit of Star Wars, but not that bad. Okay, so shall we talk about it? Talk, shall we talk about the movie now? Is this the spoiler alert? This is going to be from now on. <laughs> hey, from now on, if you haven't watched this movie, you can just turn this podcast off. Yeah, just take your headphones off, mate. And uh, we're going to talk about the movie right now. What happened? So from now on, spoiler alerts. Okay, man. What did you think of the or the little Easter eggs around around the place? Oh man, that, where do you start? <laughs> there were so many. Yeah. Because it's lot. it's cool how it even ties ties into the Hawkeye um, yeah. TV series. Did did you notice that? Yep. Yeah, well, because I just finished, I just finished watching the um, the Hawkeye episode. I think it was on. So I saw them. I saw Spider Man on Thursday, and I because the Hawkeye came out on Wednesday, but I didn't get to watch it on the Friday. Like I think I was watching it. I was watching it with Joe and Capri, and the end scene where they, um, the girls are uh, Kate Bishop's uh, mother, and she goes to see see the um, the kingpin, and they finally get the film, the photo photograph of the kingpin and Kate Bishop's mom, and I just freaked out. Like, ah! <laughs> and I knew that if he's come, if he's there, obviously the Daredevil will be probably coming back on the TV series, or they're not, and they'll be in the MCU full time hopefully but he he's he's the bad guy that um the Hawkeye's trying to avoid in the TV series so yeah I, I don't know where it's going to end but it was pretty cool seeing that at the end of Hawkeye 
You know, one thing that's cool about the the comic books is that see the super, the comic books are the Marvel superheroes are separated into different storylines. Yeah, like yeah. You got the outer space storyline yeah. with Silver Surfer and all those guys. And the Galaxy of the Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four. Mm. Then you got the Avengers. You got their storylines. Yeah. And then you got the street uh, superheroes. Yeah, the Defenders. Yeah, the, the Defenders like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. They, they will, even Spider Man. Spider Man is an interesting one because he sort of slips between the two, between the Avengers and the street superheroes. Daredevil was a big part of the the street superhero, and mm. of course Matt Murdock. He shows up on the MCU and in, in, in Spider Man. Yeah, the cinemas. Some of the guys in the cinemas went crazy when they saw Matt Murdock. I think it was all the guys my age because they knew who he was. They're like, whoa! <laughs> Everybody just started cheering. It was buzzy. Because he is, he does do some jobs for Peter Parker yeah. in the comic books as, as Matt Murdock, the lawyer. I don't think Peter Parker knows he's he's dead at all. But um, that was pretty cool to see. What's his name? What's the actor? His name's Cox. His name was Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Yeah, that's yeah. Charlie Cox. Bloody good actor for Matt Murdock. Man. Oh, he's he's awesome, Matt Murdock. He's better than fucking Ben Affleck oh, fuck. in, the, in the movie one. Right, I think in, I think uh, Ben Affleck even admitted that he he hated that movie as well. I think every, and all his buddies. No, I, it was funny because I watched a bit of uh, Daredevil after seeing Spider Man, the season where the Punisher starts arriving in in House Kitchen, where the Daredevil was chasing down these uh, cr- criminals that I think they kidnapped the girl or they're robbing something, and he follows the guys into a church. And there's a scene where he takes out the lights and he's walking up to when they had all the red candles behind him. Man, straight out of the cover box that scene. Straight up. That was mean. I really enjoyed that. After after seeing that, I was like, man, I have to go watch some Daredevil now. <laughs> there was another Easter egg when um in the beginning when Spider-Man was, was, was swinging around with Mary Jane and see all the posters on the wall. Yeah. There's a big one about the um the musical, the Steve Rogers, Steve oh, Rogers musical that was in the... And, um, Hawkeye. Beginning of Hawkeye, yeah, yeah. So, so we start off the movie with straight away after the what happened at the end of part two, right? Mm, of mm. the Mysterio, and then yep. we get into it. Obviously, everybody knows who Peter Parker is now. Yeah, gets paranoid, but it's cool because you then see the impact. So, sort of ruins Mary Jane, and I didn't even I didn't notice that they changed Mary Jane's name. It's Michelle Jones. Michelle Jones. Yeah, MJ. her nickname is MJ. Cause in the second one, it's Mary Jane. No, it's it's Michelle Jones. Michelle Jones. But they call it MJ for short. But on this one, her last name is Watson. It's Jones Watson. It's hyphenated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a different version of of Mary Jane in the comic books. It's it in the comic books. It's Mary Jane, Jane. Watson. Oh, okay. Oh, right. That's confusing. But this one, on the movie, it's Michelle Jones Watson. Watson. Yeah, MJ. Oh, right. So I don't know what the. Trying to change some of the storyline and stuff, but um, yeah. So it was interesting, but uh, how'd you find all that, all the part? Because I thought he was gonna go Doctor Strange straight away, but he had to experience some. What some was of, happening around was, him? Yeah, some of the impact. Yeah, and the reason why he went to Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you can't just have him go straight to Doctor Strange. You had to find out why. What was the reason that motivated him to go there? And it, um, so he goes through all that stuff, right? He goes to high school, and everyone knows who he is. So he's doing all this, and it's funny when he gets to the high school, right? And um, they kind of separate him from the yeah stu- the students, and he's got his own. And his teachers, the his, is it his drama teachers, 
that meet him in the hallway. <laughs> and you got two of them that really adore him and the and the other guy starts busting his balls all the time. I thought that was a bit funny. That was pretty cool. But then, yeah, he goes through all that experience and then he finally realises when they try to apply for uni and they don't, like him, MJ, and what's the mate's name again? Yeah, they all don't make it in. And he feels that that's his fault because, you know, everyone knows he's um, Spider-Man, so maybe that's why him and his mates didn't get into uni. And that gives him the, <laughs> the reasoning to go see Doctor Strange, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> That was the only stupid part of the whole movie that I thought. I was like, oh, man. That's a pretty weak, pretty weak motive. For me, it was pretty weak. Well, what do you think he should have done? Caught, um, you know, at least plead plead his... Um, plead his case, yeah. Which yeah, plead his case. Which what, what Doctor Strange or Stephen Strange told him, eh? Yeah, which... th- I thought of that ex- right after when he was thinking of, oh, why don't you just plead your case and see what happens from there instead of going to the next level where he... Get some master wizard to do a spell to make everyone forget that he's Peter. I mean, that he's Spider Man. It was just too, too much, too soon. Felt really pushed that part. Yeah, I thought that um, that was one of the good best scenes in the movies when in the film when he goes to see Doctor Strange. Yeah, and and tells him and <laughs> the reaction Doctor Strange has <laughs> when he realizes that he didn't even like you said he didn't even find other ways, alternative ways. Yeah, you know, all he did was think. This is away. the only way. <laughs> this is the only way. Go to the, go to Doctor Strange. I thought Doctor Strange was pre- pretty good in this film. Yeah, and he was good in um, in Avengers too. Yeah, yeah. But do you think Doctor Strange is now the new sort of base character in the whole MCU? Because before it was it was Iron Man. Yeah, the Iron Man character was like the base character. Yeah, right? yeah. He was like he was the one they always went to. He was the man. Like yeah. he was the the main guy. Do you think Stephen Strange is now going to be the main guy now? Do you so know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Iron Man's dead. Tony Stark's dead now. Yeah. So who's going to replace him? We know that Captain America's gone old. Yeah. Went back in time. And Thor's running around space. <laughs> yeah. So do you think Stephen Strange will be the new main guy now? The number one? I can't say that. That's too early. I think after his um, his uh, next installment in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, so he's got... So, I think I'll probably wait until then. But, you know, you see how powerful he actually is and how clever he is too. So you could be right in that aspect. I didn't think of it. I really didn't. I actually thought Spider-Man might be the next, like, the next Tony Stark. Just because there was, um, on the second second movie where, um, is it Kevin Fugge's character? And he gets him on the plane after Spider-Man tries to call him, hey, I'm stuck down somewhere in Europe. And then he goes and pick, picks him up. And he throws him to the back of the plane where he's trying to design his own suit and just exactly like Tony Stark. He's like doing his own suit and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Just for a glimpse, I thought, oh, maybe he's going to be the new Tony Stark. That's what I thought exactly. But after watching Spider-Man, no, that's not going to happen now because nobody knows who he is now. (laughs) Okay. I, I, I sort of got that feeling after Doctor Strange called him out. And what? And uh, like, I think if anybody watching this film thought that Spider-Man Peter Parker was going to be the new main guy in the MCU, like yeah. take over, take Tony Stark's place, mm. the whole scene where Doctor Strange realizes that he's just a kid, kid, yeah, because he's doing all these kid, kids, yeah, kid these things, yeah. kid, 
decisions. Mm. Like he tells him, you should have just gone and pleaded your case. <laughs> you should have just done this, done that. Why are you here? Like, and, and he kicked him out. He kicks him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicks him out. So automatically, I'm thinking, okay, that's good because it's telling the audience that he's not ready. He's not no. a leader. He's no. not like thinking. He's still like a little kid. Little kid. So you know, with anybody that thinks that he's gonna be the next, nah, he's not. He's still no. a little kid. No, yeah, yeah, he is. So yeah, yeah, and you and you see that too mm. in that in that scene. What I found cool about this version of Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, yep. was that they're going back to when he was in high school. Mm. They're sort of trying to get more of that story, him as a high school student. Yeah, this 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 um this Spider-Man route is more fun. Well, yeah, while he's young, yeah, and he's a kid, and he's still in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's more fun. So We're- for a lot of the Stan Lee. Spider-Man, when Spider-Man first came out, a lot of his storyline was him in high school. Mm. That's when he got to know Flash Thompson, Ned Leeds, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, yeah, all these other characters, you know, while he's in high school. Because it's like an Archie sort of thing happening. Mm. But he's a, he's a super. I don't think you saw enough of that in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. No. No, no, we didn't. Even in the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, he didn't yeah. see much of that the high Andrew- school. The Andrew Garfield one was pretty dark because he was quite depressed. That that Spider Man, mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire. There was a, I think there was a time skip, like he was at high school, got bitten, and then all of a sudden they're out in the world, trying to work for money and stuff. You didn't see, you know, them growing up as like how we are with the new Spider Man. So I think the third time around with No Way Home, he's still a kid. He's still in high school, mm. going in, going into college. You know, he's still young. Like he, he's not a photographer yet. No, no, no. He's, he's not. not working for the Daily Bugle yet. Yeah. You know, he's still he's still a kid. Which is a big difference with the other other versions of, of Spider Man. Yeah. And then we come to the scene when he's on the bridge and then Doctor Octopus he shows up. And it's funny because we know Doctor Octopus that version of Doctor Octopus from the Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Just before um I think when they're at the warehouse at the wharf, right? And he's he's harnessed the power of the sun and Toby Maguire Spider Man tries to Somehow rectify what what happened to um, Doctor Octavius. Yeah, Doctor Octavius. So the, this is the first of the five Sinister Five. <laughs> Got so, Sinister Five because there's only five of them show up. So he is part of the Sinister Six. Yeah. So who's in the Sinister Six? Octopus, the Sandman. Yeah, Sandman. Electro, the Green Goblin. Who's the fifth one? Uh, the Lizard. Yeah. There's also Scorpion, the Rhino. Yeah, and, but see, the thing of the Sinister Six and even Mysterio is in the Sinister Six. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they all like there's six of them. I don't know who the original six were, but over the years they Changed chop and them. change. Yeah, like Mysterio is part of them too. Blah blah. blah. Mm. W- what was your thinking around? Because I sort of knew we sort of knew that these characters were going to come back in, yeah. into this universe. Yeah, you know, and we we sort of knew by then that Doctor Strange has something to do with it with the mm. spell. Yeah. And I kind of figured that out in the trailers. They kind of oh, okay. Yeah, I I quickly connected the dots with that one. That wasn't too hard. What did you think about when Doctor Strange was doing the spell? Yeah, Spider Man was changing the spell Over, all the time. Me, eh? yeah. he should have just ignored him. <laughs> should have just ignored him and just kept it at the three spells that he already had going around. But he went up to something like five or six, eh? and then it started getting out of control. It's like ripping, tearing into the multiverse. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much badly what damage he's done, but somehow he controls it, tries to contain the spells. But they're still trying to rupture, get out. And because of that, some of these other, 
the villains from the other Spider-Man movies start jumping into this into the Avengers universe. So, yeah, it's crazy. I knew seeing those scenes will be, will be nuts, but that was awesome. It was it was cool how they introduced them, and it was funny too when you see Octavius finally realizing, "Hey, you're not Spider-Man. <laughs> you're not my Spider-Man." And it's funny how they all came. All, all at once, they almost. All, but they came at a time when they were about to die. Yeah, yeah, just before. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he even mentioned that. He, like, he was talking about the last scene just before he was about to harness the power. And then next minute he was there. So that I found that strange. That was a bit weird because it happened for all of them too. Even Jamie Foxx as a lecturer. I was, I was thinking, eh, that doing this, introducing, uh, bringing in these characters from those other universes or the other, maybe the other movies. Mm-hmm. Like the that's, Sam, that's the Sam Raimi, yeah, that's all from Sony too. Yeah, and then Sony. Do you think? I think this gives them the green light to carry on with those universes and Sony. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things they can do now because now it's canon. Yeah, Sony can go away and continue the Andrew Garfield story. Have amazing Spider-Man number three. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. And they'll start off with him coming back. <laughs> that's good business deal eh, for Sony. Yeah, it will be. Like now, yeah. Prof- there's no reason yeah. why Sony can't do that. They can't carry on the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah, for part three, it's funny because it sort of parallels the comic books. Because you know, Spider-Man has different comic books. Yep. But it's all it's like different stories, Story in the same different time kind of thing. Oh, it's in the same timeline, but different stories. Like oh, okay. Comic book Spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, The Web yep. of Spider-Man, yeah, and then just normal Spider-Man. There's an ultimate. Isn't there an ultimate Spider-Man? Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, so it sort of parallels the comic books how they have different mm. different Spider-Man titles and and all these stories. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good plan by the studios to make this decision to have this multiverse. Yeah. Because it does allow Sony to go ahead and can continue on with those timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know um, how they're going to do it with the Tobey Maguire. I don't think they I don't think they'll continue that that Spider-Man, I don't think. Maybe Andrew Garfield, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's too early to say, I guess. I think he's my favourite. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, one. I think he's he makes a good older Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes a good older Spider-Man. He like does. The one married to MJ. Mm, he's more re- realistic. Mary no, Jane's not in that one, eh? No. Yeah. No, because it's Gwen, Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Yeah, so we don't see MJ in that one. So what happens after, uh, who else does he beat on the bridge? Um, the Green Goblin, right? Yeah. Man, you know, the, the honest truth for the Green Goblin? Bro, mean performance from that dude, for mm. that, for this um, character. Yeah. Mean performance. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, fuck, yeah, he's bad. Willem Dafoe. I thought it was a good, because I remember when I watched the first Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one, mm. and Green Goblin had that mask, that, yeah, that yeah. corny mask. <laughs> it's a fucking corny mask, man. It's like, I just... Doesn't even move. The lips no, don't move. No, it's just no. a, it's just a metal mask. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Like, if you read the comic book, it's like a, a face. Mm. Green Goblin's got a face, real face, talking and shit. You know. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool that William Dafoe's character, when he's back to Norman Osborn. Yeah. Because he's got he's schizophrenic. Eh? Yeah. So there's he's got two personalities. Yeah, two personalities. So when he's with his normal self, he smashes the mask. Yeah, I don't want to wear this fucking mask because this costume is pretty close to the comic book, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the co- yeah, it is. He just has to paint his face green. <laughs> but um, 
I liked his costume in, in this version. Yeah, me too. Because it, yeah, it was aligned more to the comic books than the, the first movie did. I didn't I didn't realize how devastating he is, and like you start you know start seeing him in different light in this movie, yeah. like even his weapons, the pumpkin bone, bro, yeah. they were devastating, yeah. especially on the bridge when he just first comes in and you see the pumpkin bone, mm-hmm. but then you just see the explosion, you go, oh shit, it got a power. up. So Green Goblin's your fa- your, your favorite. Let's go down the list of the the villains that show up, as well as Green Goblin. I really liked um, Doctor Octopus. Yeah, me too. He was his acting with that guy the acting yeah. was was his man. I didn't really like Jamie Foxx much. He was a bit. He's not. He wasn't believable enough. It's it's like me. his character changed a lot too. Like his character grew some balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't. He wasn't that. He wasn't that um, cocky. He was like an introvert. Um, yeah, hard out in the. He wasn't that cocky. Part two, he's Spider Man too. Doctor Connors as as the lizard. Yeah. So he was the friend of Peter Parker's dad, remember? In yeah, in the Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. And he's trying to regenerate his arm, but the father kind of figured out the formula. So to me, I'll put him in the bottom of my list, out of those villains. Yeah. Um, I actually put Octopus on top. Really? Yeah, Greg Goblin second. I don't know how that worked out, but okay. <laughs> Same man, maybe fourth, Electro third. Nah, I'll put... I'll probably put Sandman after Octopus. So mine will probably be the Green Goblin and then Dr. Octopus and then Sandman and Electro and then the Lizard. I thought it was cool that they actually showed um, Electro's original costume in the Flash oh, when okay. he first appeared. Yeah. When he was getting the power. Yeah. Like there's a one quick shot of when there's a Flash and you see his, his face. Have you seen him on the comic books? No, no. It's no. got the ugliest costume ever, man. <laughs> it's like yellow and green, but it's like his helmet is like it's like a thunderbolt coming out of his eyes. You know how Wolverine has the... Um, yeah, there's big-ass massive eye things. Has like his eye ears. things? Yeah, like ears. Well, <laughs> think of uh, thunderbolts as big as that. Man, that's, that reminds me of that... Um, what's that character? Black Lightning. Uh, there's a TV show, but it kind of... That's DC, right? Yeah, I think so. They did something like that. And then they changed his costume again. Anyway. Okay, so we're still on the bridge with the Green Goblin. So... He rescues the, the the lady from the university, right? Yeah. To um try and convince her to put him and MJ and his buddy into uni. She has a change of heart after he saves her. But he's got um he finds out that Doctor Octopus's um arms are actually listening to him that way because his nano's his nanotech ended up in the suit somehow. Yeah, yeah. So he's controlling him so he has them all tied up. I thought it was funny, but when he did the Bluetooth, yeah, and it paired paired up, yeah, yeah, I was correct. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was funny, yes. So um, we go back to Doctor Strange, his dungeon, and he's, he's he's telling Peter what the plan is. So the plan is to get all of them back, bring him back to the the sanctum, and put them in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. And then t- Doctor Strange will will send them back to where they're from. Yeah. And the problem is when they go back. They're gonna they die. die yeah. They get they get taken right before they die. Die, yeah. I think Aunt May. I didn't like Aunt May. I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like the Aunt May. In this Even world? though Marissa May is is Chagan. <laughs> you know, it, I wasn't convinced Aunt May. Cause I'm used to Aunt May in the comic books, like old frail Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. Even even in um, the PlayStation um, script, they have her as an old lady. Seeing that at the new Aunt May. 
I think it was in the first one, first Spider-Man. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super young. All right. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem I thought they had because Uncle Ben's not in this version, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. So he has to experience uh, a tragedy. You know what? It took three movies for him to learn this. What the other two already learned. The great, with great power comes great responsibility, yeah. which was said to him by Uncle Ben, yeah. which puts Spider-Man on the track he's in right now. So he didn't even learn to a lesson until this time. Yeah, it took so, a while. Yeah, and because there's not no Uncle Ben, you have to you have to kill off Aunt May. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see that. In the comic books, in the Civil War storyline, Aunt May gets killed by an assassin who's going after Spider Man, okay. but the bullet ends up killing Aunt May instead. In another Spider Man storyline, Spider Man makes a deal with Mephisto to get Aunt May back, if. If I erase your memory of you and and Mary Jane being married. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that storyline sort of is taken into the No Way Home storyline. Forgetting about About Mary Jane at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We see that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was was an interesting thing. And I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even... I guess because it's so... The MCU is so action-packed. Mm-hmm. You know, Spider Man never had time to learn his lesson. Right? Learn any lessons. He jumped into being a superhero after getting bitten by the spider. He joined the Avengers. Yeah, even in Civil War, he was in the Avengers. Yeah. He went to Europe with his class and did all that shit there. But went back now, you know, they had to kill off Aunt May. Because Aunt May was Tom Holland's version of uh, Uncle Ben mm. for him to learn that lesson. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was just like the same thing happening over again with different people. Mm. But it was the same path as all the other Spider-Men. Yeah. Oh, you know, from that moment onwards, you see Tom Holland as, I mean, as actor. Yeah, yeah. Because you had to put the hero through. Yeah, yeah. You had to put him through the ringer, man. You had to, like, beat him down and make him try to cross the line of of being a badass, you Mm. know? But in some way, he has to also pull himself back. Back together again. That makes him a hero. Yeah. So, you know, he wanted to kill Green Goblin. Yep. And if he did, he'll be the Punisher. Or he, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll cross the line. Yeah, yeah. He even here Punisher in the, one of the series to dead to Murdoch, eh? telling him you're just one, st- one day away from being me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a mean line. <laughs> yeah. But, that, but that's what makes you a hero. Mm. Right? He, he, it's like Batman, too. Batman yeah. will never kill. He won't go as that far. He's vengeance, but he won't go as far as killing someone. Killing, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think as a hero, you have to set your boundary. But you got to learn it. You can't just set it. No. you got to have the experience. So I thought that Spider-Man really got put through the, the ring in this movie and getting beat down. Yeah. Who gave him the beat down? The Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. Emotionally. Emotionally, bro. And mentally. That and mentally, guy was pushing yeah. that button, man. Yeah. Fuck. And, and also the ending, how... He had to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, he had to sacrifice everything. MJ and Ned not knowing who he is for them to be safe mm. or for him to be safe as well. He actually made Or, or to up. stop the end of the world. Yeah. Did, did you recognize some of the um, silhouettes when they were coming through? So one was uh, Scorpion. Yeah. Joe was saying there was one that was Rhino. Yeah. Was and Rhino like, hey. was there too. I, I didn't even bother looking at the silhouettes of the people that were coming in. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I think in terms of where this movie is placed amongst the other Spider-Man movie, if you look at what Spider-Man went through, what Peter Parker goes through, yeah, this is 
this is probably the best. Yes, or this, the heaviest I've seen. This is probably the heaviest he's been through. Yeah, you know? hard on. Yeah. Because I think the death of, of Uncle Ben was isolated incidents. Yeah. Whereas the death of Aunt May was directly... Towards the... Was directly about the, you know, the plot of the movie. Like Yeah, his choices that yeah. caused that. Yeah, yeah. That's what made... That's Which what were made bigger choices. Yeah. There were bigger choices. Because his choice went to... To go that Stephen Strange involved Stephen Strange. Yeah. His choice involved Mary Jane, Ned Leeds, mm. and Aunt May, which brought the so it's a bigger stake so, than just letting a a robber go, yeah. which leads that robber to kill sure. Uncle Ben. Mm. It's got nothing to do with the whole storyline in the whole movie, but sends Parker in the, the direction. But this is a big yeah. th- this is a bigger event. That's why that's why it affected him so much. It wasn't just because William Dafoe's character actually. Went for Aunt May because he definitely did. He knew which button to push, but it was because it was his choice that led towards that tragic, tragic uh, incident. So yeah. So did you know Tom Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to show up in the, in this movie? Joe did whisper it because he um he apparently he read a script online and he was like oh yeah whatever, but as he watched the movie he was like oh my gosh. Everything that I read on the script is happening on the fucking movie. I go, wow, that's your fault, bro. I'm enjoying this shit because it's the first time I've seen it. So you didn't know? No, I didn't know anything. Oh, yeah. And when what was your reaction when you first saw them? <laughs> I cracked up laughing when I saw it. As soon as um, when um, when there's um, Spider-Man's... What's his name again? Andrew Garfield. No, no, the um, Spider-Man's mate. The um, chubby guy. Oh, Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds, yeah. As soon as he opens up the doorway <laughs> with, the, um, with the ring, with Doctor Strange's ring. And you see, Spider-Man, I knew it was Andrew Garfield because he was quite, quite big. I was like, hey. But I didn't expect it to bring Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just popped out of the back. That's when everybody went nuts with their phone, man. It just went crazy and started, f- it was flashing for a good probably 10 seconds. It was crazy. Even, so even, even Everybody applauded too as well. So it's pretty cool how they showed up and they'd kind of be like older brothers. Mm. Yeah, that was buzzy. It was really good. So there's that scene when they're all in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to figure out how they can fix each um each of the villains. Eh? There's a part in there which leads to something that happens in the comic books. There's that scene when when Ned Leeds talks to uh, Tobey Maguire. Do you remember that scene? Oh, and he talks about um if he had a best mate and his best mate tried to kill him. Was that the Venom? Was he talking about the Venom? Uh, was it Eddie Brock, the reporter? No, he's talking about um, Harry Harry Osborn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Harry Osborn becomes the new Green yeah. Goblin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember when Ned Leeds talks to Tom Holland? He says, I promise I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He promised he won't kill him. Yeah. So what does he eventually do? Well, in the comic books, he's, he's Hobgoblin. Oh, right. Yeah, he grows up to be Hobgoblin. One of the Hobgoblins, because Hobgoblin is um, is different characters. So he's the first one. If he's anything like the Green Goblin. Fuck. So that was a little bit of Easter egg. True. The, f- the funny part is um, how he recognised how to fix um, Dr. Octopus's uh, chip. I think it was in the when they were in the hotel. And they were in uh, Kevin Fugge's, um hotel. And he kind of figures out, oh, with, uh, with the Green Goblin. Because oh, this is how we can fix this um it was buzzy how he could, like, oh, straight away think about it. And go, oh, there's the chip. We can fix that. And then they'll, you know, 
hopefully we'll put him back to normal because he stopped the voices coming from the, the arms, his mechanical arms that he had. And I was like, oh, shit, too. Do you know what I don't understand? I don't understand fast. why Sandman turned bad all of a sudden. He was like, good. No, I think he was motivated because he wanted to go back to see his daughter. That was the motivation. And I think just the waiting around pissed him off. See that? If I if I wanted to see my daughter, I'd be pissed off. I go fuck yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a good touch when um, Peter Parker sort of outsmarted Doctor Strange in his own dimension. Yeah, fuck yeah, that was buzzy. Even when um, Doctor Strange pushed him out of his um, out of his body, the soul out of his body, and he was still able to react. And Doctor Strange is like, "What? You can't? You shouldn't be able to do this." He's like trying to grab the box, but he's like moving around. I thought I might have thought it might be something to do with a spider. Was it a spider tingle? <laughs> what did you think about the in credits scene, the first one with Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock. at the bar? And it, that basically shows how the Venom for that MCU is gonna end up. I don't know who the Eddie Brock is in that MCU, but it'll probably end up on him. Because you see, we learn in Carnage that buying a piece of Venom, the symbiote, actually turns you into one of the symbiotes. So if anyone picks the symbiote up and there's a match for that symbiote they'll become either the next Venom or the next Carnage. I think that's how it works, that symbiote. So that was that was strange. Didn't get a chance really, just now he's there, now he's gone. <laughs> kind of thing, and the little piece of the symbiote's left on the bar. It made, it made me think that maybe there's going to be MCU's version of of Eddie Brock. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because the, the current Venom right now, is he's a bit too really... Um, not as vicious as the villain we know from the comic books. He's pretty light. Really light, actually. He becomes the lethal protector. But I reckon that we're going to see anti-venom. Yeah. Or agent venom. Agent venom. Yeah, it's Flash Thompson. So, oh, okay. So Flash Thompson becomes agent venom. Oh, shit. I never yeah. heard of that. So he joins with the Gunners of the Galaxy and he fights in space. And he also fights with the Sons of Vengeance. Oh, yeah. gosh. With Ghost Rider in them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should be popping up, Ghost Rider, in the next Doctor Strange. I heard it's going to be Keanu Reeves, um, Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah? It's going on along the grapevine. I don't, don't, don't know if it's 100% sure. I was hoping to bring the guy back from the TV series on The Shield that played um, the Ghost Rider. He was pretty good. Yeah, so it'll be interesting what happens in the future. If they're going to go with the Flash Thompson becoming um, Agent Venom, or Ned, Le- Ned Leeds becoming Hobgoblin. It's almost like Spider-Man needs to have his TV series, eh? I don't think there's really a need to. With all, there's enough movies we've seen about Spider-Man that we know quite about him. So that I don't think they need to break down the character anymore. But now he's in this place where he actually has to grow up. Because you see at the end of the movie, he has his own place. So he has to go out and find a job now. So he's probably at the spot where Tobey Maguire is. You see how comfortable Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was in that whole movie? He was like really at peace. Andy Garfield was trying to find this piece and the latest Spider-Man has just went through a traumatic thing and he doesn't know where he's at at the moment but you know Toby's like the the centre of the three you, you can even tell he's more he's probably the strongest out of the three he's even. the most experienced yeah the, and, yeah, and exactly the, the older one eh? he's like the because remember when he first came, showed up he wasn't in his spider suit he was in his yeah, he normal was clothes normal clothes he's like a dad or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. crack up yeah, so I think you're looking at Spider-Man three stages of his life. Yeah. Older Spider-Man, the, the married to MJ Spider-Man. Yep. And the um, real young Spider-Man. The, the young adult Spider-Man and then the high school Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was really good. It was the interaction between the three was awesome too, mm. especially in the fight scenes and that. You couldn't quite get it together, and then when they start leading out room, they start figuring things out. That was awesome. I mean, yeah, I I, I give it. You know what? I give it seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, my expectations are like ten, and afterwards comes down to seven and a half. But it it is, it is better than the last two Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I I reckon it's it's ranked up there with Endgame. It's the same, or even better. You know what I want to see? I want to see a Spider-Man TV show. Okay. Like a, se- a season of Spider-Man. Because there are so many characters in Spider-Man, so many storylines, that you can't fit them all in one movie, or three movies. You have to... Stretch them along a TV series. Yeah, you got to put in a TV series. You got to, st- And you got to st- have season one about Peter Parker in high school, because a lot happens. Mm. He's in high school A lot happens You know Introduced to all these Different characters His friends His girlfriends The girls It's like It's like an Archie comic book Of all the characters in there Yeah you know? And it would be cool To see if Those storylines come out If they do Do a TV series Hopefully they do, They do one That's in a different universe Like another multiverse Kind of Spider-Man Maybe Sony should do it. Yeah Yeah Maybe even, Sony should come out With a TV series And that because I think right now Sony's just on the bandwagon of their own rights to their own character that yeah. they've given to the Disney to <laughs> to do better stories on, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and to to mix with the MCU, mm. you know. If I don't know, it's it seems like Disney has all the ideas, and Sony just has the character. Yeah, well, they could they could actually switch off the multiverse idea. Everybody is now. You see other programs coming out with the multiverse idea. So, I can't see why Sony can't do that. They can actually make their own TV series. Completely act, different actor from Spider-Man, but keep it true to the storyline. Okay, top top three scenes in No Way Home. Um, the part where the Green Goblins actually... Um, actually, uh, the scene where they're at the bottom of the, of the motel. Is it the motel? And um, that him and Spider-Man just finished fighting and then Aunt May comes to help out. I reckon that's probably my top scene. Because William Defoe really pushes the, pushes that button. And you can see Spider-Man just really just getting frustrated. He just can't stop him. Every time he punches him too during their fight, he's just laughing his ass off like it's nothing. And he just keeps on pushing that button with Parker. Always talking about his Aunt May and her, what, her philosophies. If, and that really gets to Parker, you can see it too. He gets frustrated. Yeah. I like that scene because it makes him, it makes Parker react. And I reacted to that as his scene as well. Yeah. So I wanted to do the same thing that Parker would. <laughs> Kick his ass. <laughs> that's one. That's why that's my favourite scene because it made me react. Okay, your second and third favourite. Garfield and Toby Maguire coming in. That was probably my second. And the last... Probably when Doctor Strange and Spider Man would go through the, um, what did he, what does he call it? The mirror, the mirror dimension, where he has control and Spider Man still still kicked his ass. So yeah, those are my three favorites. Well, he outthought him in his own own dimension. Mm. I think my favorite is the when Doctor Strange is doing performing the spell. Oh okay. And Peter Parker's like changing it, <laughs> changing it on the fly, which causes the whole drama. Yeah. My second favorite scene is yeah, the introduction of Tony Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm. 
and the interaction with Ned and um, MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. And my third favorite scene has got to be, man, anything with um, Doctor Strange. Really? Any, anything else with Doctor Strange. Maybe the one when they're in the dungeon. Yeah. Doctor Strange is telling them what the deal is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's straight to the point, eh? He has a sense of humor, but he's really just like, nah, this is how it is. This is how you got to do it. <laughs> now do it. <laughs> Man, the other thing too was, um, I know everybody applauded the scene with um, when Andrew Garfield went to go rescue MJ. When she was falling down the, you know, because how Gwen Stacy fell in Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was kind of the same similar thing. And uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man couldn't make it to her because he got ended up getting uh, trashed by the Green Goblin. And then um, Andrew Garfield was just managed to catch her. And it, everybody was screaming in the cinemas for that scene. I was like, oh, okay. How good is Andrew Garfield in that scene? Because he sold it, eh? Yeah. You could really feel him like, yeah, but like really remembering how Queen Stacy died and how this time he redeemed Saved himself. Her. Yeah. And he sort of like felt like he redeemed himself, eh? And it didn't happen this time around, and he was happy for that. It's just a little thing like, when he remembered. It was good. I enjoyed that scene too. But not as much as the other three I chose. Yeah, but with all, like, with Matt Murdock popping up in there, it kind of shows, like, okay, maybe the Daredevil is coming back, or they're going to be in more movies. Like, we can see that any other superheroes that need a lawyer, he'll probably be there too, Matt. Yeah, because you remember, the Kingpin has both got a relationship with Daredevil and, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. yeah. He's the biggest villain for the Defenders, I reckon, because he owns most, he'll probably own most of what's left over from the blip. See how that plays into the role of the Avengers as well and everything else that's coming. That's us, eh? Yeah. Okay, next episode we're going to try and uh, do one next week before New Year's because I want to talk to my brother here about the top movies of 2021. You think that for you or for... Or do you think... Wait. I want to get you in here next week before New Year's. We're going to do this Monday or Tuesday. Whatever time suits. Because I know we're all busy. But we're going to talk about what you think was your best movies for this that oh, came okay. out this year, yeah, released yeah. this year. Your top okay. three. Top three movies and two honorable mentions. And, and that and that will be our last episode for 2021. We'll go out with uh, the best films of 2021. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks, brother. Thank you.